We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... Welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for the for Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music it's Rick Price and Jack Jones. Yeah. And our panel, James O'Loughlin, Gretel Colleen and Gary Eck. Yeah. And our audience this week from Coldale, Nelson Bay, Japan, Mount Lewis, Helensburg and Coonabarra Brand. Yeah. But first, here is the news from nowhere. Why are people so unkind? Ever since the death of the IKEA founder, Ingvar Kamprud, at age 91, people have been making jokes about his funeral. If there was any justice in the world, this is the basic gist of all the jokes, Kamprad would be buried in an IKEA flat pack coffin. The ceremony delayed while his family tried to work out how to connect Bolde and Bolt. In the end, they'd have one piece left over and slyly, when no one was looking, they'd Throw it in the coffin. <laughs> throw in the Allen key. Why are we simultaneously so in love with IKEA? Nearly everyone I know has bought something there, and yet we all hate it so much. <laughs> Part of the problem, I think, may lie in the phrase, easy to assemble. <laughs> it isn't. A better slogan might be, it will take you all day and involve several attempts, but if you persevere and overcome self-doubt and impatience, your reward will finally emerge. It's like the whole history of Western thought rendered as a billy bookcase. Here's the most (laughs) frustrating thing. In the end, the product does fit together, and yet with every item, the same process is played out. Ah, this time they've made a mistake. This time they've left out a crucial bolt, I'm sure of it. This time the diagram is wrong. Bloody Ikea! And then, after an hour spent swearing and unscrewing and trying it this way and that, you realise you had the backing panel upside down. And actually, if you look very, very carefully at the diagram, it is true that the pattern of screw holes, if properly studied, does indicate the item's proper placement. It's so annoying. It's like having an annoyingly bright friend who told you the answer to the exam question, but in a manner you couldn't quite understand, not until after the exam was over and you'd all emerge blinking into the sunlight. (laughs) Doubt of authority of yourself is thus followed by a reluctant reaffirmation of faith. It's hardly any surprise that the IKEA catalogue now enjoys a bigger print run than the Bible. That is true fact. (laughs) Wow. Yet there's still the hate. Partly, I think, it's the insistently Swedish product names. The couch called Bodge. The desk called Blag. The lamp called Barf. These are not the sweet sounds of homemaking. These are the sounds of gastrointestinal distress. (laughs) Can I have a barf, you ask the assistant, only to be told you need to go elsewhere for a barf. Other names sound like the members of ABBA. Have you noticed this? By lunchtime, you could have your bum in a beyond and your feet on a collapsible frida. <laughs> Next, there's the insistently Swedish foodstuffs, the meatballs, the mysterious biscuits and the weird cordials made from crushed 
like lingon berries. I had to look it up. Lingon berries. Who's ever heard of lingon berries? That's what they make the cordial out of. When buying flat pack furniture, why do I need to embrace the entirety of Swedish culture in all its history <laughs> and mystery? When BHP sell the Chinese some Australian iron oil, iron ore, does the manager say, hey, mate, you want to have a pie floater with that? When Cochlear delivers a shipment of bionic ears to the Americans, does it throw in a couple of Paul Hogan DVDs? No. And then, of course, number one on the hate list is the store layout, based on the ancient Cretan labyrinth of the Minotaur. <laughs> Vainly do we sacrifice seven youths and seven virgins to the management, yet they refuse to change the one-way forced-to-see-everything design. Now, my father was onto this concept in the early 1970s when he, in our family news agency, put the stacks of the afternoon newspapers, the Daily Mirror and the Sun, right up against the back wall of the shop. Make the bastards walk! This was Dad's notion, so they'd be forced to examine the expensive hallmark, hallmark greeting cards, then the overpriced stationery, then the frankly obscene pornography, all the way on to buying... The ten-cent newspaper. Dad, you're brilliant. It was for IKEA to take my father's basic idea and refine it to something closer to the nine circles of hell. <laughs> sure, you can buy a cheap six-pack of drinking glasses, but in order to do so, you're required to endure a ten-kilometre forced march through every product we have on offer. And so every day you see the shoppers trying to make their way from bathrooms to lamps, dropping crumbs from their weird Swedish biscuits like Hansel and Gretel, hoping to one day retrace their steps back to the car park. Let's hope they have some lingonberry cordial to <laughs> keep their fluids up. Ingar Kamprad deserves a good send-off. He really does. We all hope his coffin fits together nicely. His <laughs> contribution lives on in a million Billy bookcases in a million homes. But when we weep for him, can we also weep for a time in which buying a bookshelf, a bookshelf to hold all the books you'd studied, loved and possibly understood, didn't make you feel so very, very stupid. <laughs> and that's the news from nowhere. Uh, James Gretel, Gary, welcome. Do you, do you know the problem I have with the IKEA yes. philosophy yes. is its inconsistency in that you get the, the, the bookcase at 100 pieces and the instructions are in one piece. Yeah. Don't you think to be consistent you should get another plastic bag with 40 identical one centimetre square pieces of paper uh, yeah. and then another book mm. indicating how you, how you create the instructions mm. from that? But also, what about printing the instructions in English? Why this strange diagrams which are impossible to translate? Well, again, that's part of the philosophy of, uh, you know, sort of worldwide... Education. <laughs> I think um, in future it's going to be all uh, all over the world printed in one language, Esperanto. Yeah. I, I, we'll think, I think Chinese together. is the one yeah, language. Yeah, that... I think they do provide a service for men like you two yeah. uh, where someone actually comes to your house and does it for you. Yeah. It's called like the moron yeah. service. It's called, yeah. it's called the IKEA proper man service. <laughs> I'm aware We've of used it. that. Yeah. It's, the world, it's the world's most emasculating service. But yeah, go ahead and get it. Uh, let's check you up with this week's news. Who wants to keep his privates private? Mm, yes. Uh, well, this this is the story of uh, good old uh, Barnaby Joyce. 
who's uh, who's shacking up with someone else. Let's just put it out there. And uh, he's had, he's, his partner's having a, a, a baby. <laughs> I loved how, sorry, before you go, yeah. I loved how when you got a bit of a ooh from the audience, you looked desperately around at me and Gretel for support. <laughs> and, and we're we like, and you were looking the other way. No, and yeah, we yeah. avoided your eye. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I know your well, chairs well, moved right. Because about this, because some people say the media shouldn't say, and other people are annoyed that the media didn't tell us Earlier, well, it oh. is the hypocrisy because he's he's you know he's against you know same sex marriage, but as it turns out, he's just against the same marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's. But the other thing on that particular score was seeing well, first of all, seeing every media outlet being outraged with the Telegraph, but still using that as a platform to discuss yeah. the yeah. issue. Yeah. More so shocking the, photographs on pages yeah, five, exactly. six, seven, and eight. Exactly. But the other thing was the politicians' reaction that this is private, it's no-one's business. We just had a bloody plebiscite intruding and <laughs> put registering for a survey on what we thought of mm. people's private business. So they can go into everyone else's bedroom, mm. but their own. That's exactly it. But, you know, it's fascinating because then, well, you know, what we do in the privacy of our own homes doesn't matter. It is the only career where it matters. We talk about football players being role models. We talk mm. about movie stars. Oh, what have they done? They're not to start deciding the direction of the country. These politicians are. They should have open book lives, I no, think. No, no. God, no. You're yeah. suggesting that, you know, I mean, one in three marriages end in divorce and there's nothing really wrong with that. If marriage, you know, if relationships break down, they break down. I reckon the amount of stress, if you look at politicians' life and how much time they should spend in home, the Daily Telegraph should run a story, polit a federal politician beating Canberra 10 years, relationship going pretty well. Like, that is something <laughs> to celebrate. Um, I mean, that is an amazing Has achievement. It hasn't left partner yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love, I agree though, Greta was saying 1% uh, of the media coverage, the story of the coverage, the, the story of the story, 99% <laughs> of the coverage, the media going, gee, should we have reported that? And let's talk about it some more and repeat it all. Um, and as we are doing now. As yeah, we are exactly. doing now. Um, some people are suggesting there should be a ban on politicians having relationships with staff. Wouldn't that just make it more exciting? <laughs> you know, not allowed to do it. Uh, Don't they I, understand anything about guilt and sex? Yes, yeah. they are already married. One would have thought that was a ban in the first place. Would you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. yeah. I wonder but, if the baby will be born in New Zealand. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the father-in-law? No. Oh, he's an interesting man. <laughs> dot, he, dot, dot. Has he got a shotgun? <laughs> he's from far north Queensland and he did a couple of New Zealand jokes. Yeah. He thinks yeah. he's calling the baby Lammy, I think. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Who, who just created the world's biggest musk stick? Oh, this is... The world's is... biggest musk stick. Yes. Well, this is your most hilarious joke ever, Richard. <laughs> It's a sight gag. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Well, it kind of looks like a... Yeah. I can't work it out. It's seven stories high and there's a car somewhere in it. Is it a little car or an actual car? It's an actual car. And then there's a dummy in it. So this is the rocket that Elon Musk has yeah. sent off to... Yeah. I've just assumed everyone knew what this was. <laughs> Why didn't the airbags go off when it went out into <laughs> the air? <laughs> Yeah. When it goes around Mars, does it put the indicator yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if it has sat-nav in 750... <laughs> 750 million light years to turn left. <laughs> 
you know, Elon actually, uh, just in case it broke down, sent up a NRMA vehicle. <laughs> if you look, it's floating right behind it. And, there, and there's a little white mark, a little chalk mark on the tyre and a parking inspector floating. <laughs> there's a no floating zone, apparently, in this space. It's gone slightly off trajectory in the last few yeah. hours and it's now going through the asteroid belt. And if it does manage to get through the asteroid belt, it will just sail on for another oh, billion years. I read something about a, uh, a physics professor today said either way they've shown, you know, commenting on the fact that it's slightly off course, either way they've shown they can get something to Mars or the vicinity of Mars, and that's great. Now, that might be great from a physics point of view, not so great from a marketing (laughs) point of view when previously they could say, we're going to take you to Mars, and people would go, great, and presumably they'll have a city there. Now they can say, we're going to land you on Mars or in the vicinity of Mars. Come on, Jetstar Jet have been doing it for years. <laughs> okay. That now. is also in your seat or the vicinity yeah. of the yeah. seat. Do you think the car's insured? Well, Very large premium. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, in case it hits a space kangaroo or yeah. something. You know. no, no, I'm thinking not returning. Oh, yeah. There's a no-claim bonus of $8 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> Does and then, you know, they've got, they've got uh, David, Bowie's, uh, David Bowie's Space Odyssey yes. playing in a loop mm. on the car radio. Yeah. So does his fa- does his estate get royalties for a billion years? <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Right. But that dummy is going to be bloody sick of that song. <laughs> Isn't it? And Shut case, up, David. <laughs> and in case aliens do find it, there's a little note in the glove box which says, which way did the M4? <laughs> is it toll? Is, it, is, is there a toll? A toll to Mars? That would be a big toll. And the dummy's going, can't I get a bit of news radio on this? <laughs> but doesn't someone like Elon Musk make you feel like a loser in no. life? Oh, no. Well, other than you, James. For most people, I mean, here he is, he's taking people to Mars and he's mm. created Not huge batteries. People. And the rest of us are like, no, oh, why didn't Auntie Margie ring me back this afternoon? <laughs> I feel a bit fat today. Yeah, I mean, he's beaten NASA. <laughs> like, he's topped NASA in yeah. just one go. Like, he's got a biggest, the biggest payload into space, you know. Yep. Incredible. Yeah, but he missed. Yeah, loser. He's a loser. 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 And it was a semi-trailer. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But not a red convertible. convertible. A cherry red convertible. And there's been these photographs. You know, there's been photographs of the cherry red convertible sailing through space with the spaceman (laughs) mannequin in it with Earth as a background. How special is that? Hasn't he seen Photoshop? I mean, you don't actually (laughs) have to put it up there. (laughs) And so the conspiracy begins. (laughs) You heard it here first. Now, who is saying smile, please? to the state's motorists. So this is our uh, Premier who this week announced a change in the road rules, include new cameras that'll look inside your car as you drive, hoping to catch people who are using their mobile phones while driving. And I think what's going to happen is, I mean, it sounds like a good idea. They're a terrible distraction. You can look down and, Mm. you know, um, something terrible can happen. Uh, But if it's like the speed cameras... You know, people know where they are, slow down, speed up, okay, stop texting. The only real way to stop it is to have a police officer in the back of every vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Not being obtrusive, Mm. not infringing on Mm. your civil rights, but just quietly there, maybe lying down out of sight (laughs) (laughs) until the point when... You know, you pick up your phone and then they oh, I'm sorry, can you just quickly pull over? Uh, the, the other problem is old cars. Would he, uh, would he police other infractions? 
in the vehicle? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. for Any, the cop. Why, what, what are you thinking yeah, of? What, what do else you do? is there? Nose picking, you right. know, I don't know. <laughs> That's not illegal. Yeah. yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah, no, presumably uh, murder, you know, if, if you... Uh, backseat driving perhaps could be a crime. I would hope that that <laughs> was brought in soon. Un, uh, unbelted dogs. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. very dangerous. Um, but the other problem is old cars. So new cars, you can plug your phone in and it comes up on a screen. So you don't get distracted by your phone. You get distracted by the screen. <laughs> and that's, I think that's legal to look at the screen, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that would be much better, obviously. Um, yeah, but obviously to solve it, fast-track self-driving cars. Yeah. And then, you know, we can... We can just yeah. talk away. Talk but to the police. But it is a weird idea that they actually be photo... It's a bit big, brother. They're going to photograph you inside your vehicle. That's not possible. I think it's easier if the police just... Like James, but they just call, call you on your mobile. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I think that... Are you, uh, are you using your phone? Well, yeah, I am. You caught me. You're under arrest. <laughs> Step out of the car. I'm doing 120. Yeah. I think that's called entrapment. Yeah, I think that is yeah, entrapment. And you can't it's actually do it. It's the best revenue it. raiser. It's the best Don't revenue. tell the Premier. But, well, this has encouraged me to think of yet another one of my great marketing ideas. Because it's really about people having the phone against their ear, right? Yes. So if how, where is the camera to start off oh, with? It's on the, like on the wall of the tunnel, for instance, as you go through it's the door. So it's, it's actually got to be at the level of your ear. So what if your phone got a special cover? That looked like an, an ear. ear. <laughs> <laughs> the Frodo Baggins. Don't phone. you think yeah. that's a good idea? I mean, yeah. one of your ears would be a lot bigger than the other. Yeah. That's good. But just on your good side. Yeah, and the Premier think? would say, we've got to do some hospital work on the fact that all our population has these big ears. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, none of them are using mobile phones. <laughs> Is there also another proposal to ensure that anyone who's been convicted of mid-range drink driving or hire has to blow in something to get in? Yeah, they have to interlock device, yeah. Won't there be a lot of people going, hey, mate, five bucks, just blow them out? Yeah. <laughs> Is that not? I'm going to get my dog to do it. Because he, he's, he's almost always dead sober. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Almost, good not quite. But <laughs> yeah, or he could drive. And now, James O'Loughlin, Gretel Clean and Gary Eck are here. Uh, Gretel, by the way, is part of the Love, Love Club show on February 24, which is part of the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. And Gary is on tonight and tomorrow night at the Happy Endings Comedy Club in Potts Point. And I'm watching the cricket tonight at home. Yeah. And you're most welcome to go and uh, join James O'Loughlin. <laughs> yeah, right. Come that. along. It should be a good game. Now, the Winter Olympics are about to begin in just a few hours' time. It's 9pm tonight, featuring some of the world's, well, frankly, strangest sports. Uh, what snow-based sports should be included and for which of the existing sports do you fancy your chances? James O'Loughlin. How okay is it? Like it's begun. Yeah. They've had some... <laughs> <laughs> what sports? Like it's, it's, it's had about as big a launch as me and Lucy buying a new worm farm the other day. <laughs> it's just, it's nowhere. This I, is a Olympics. I heard about that worm farm. By the way. Did you? You didn't hear about the Winter Olympics, No, 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 did no, you? no I didn't. You're, you're saying it's been under-publicised, are you? I, I do believe it has been. It's been under the radar. Mm-hmm. It's been maybe the whole private, maybe the media can now have a debate about, should we have made more of the Olympics? No, I think the part of the problem is that uh, Seven owns the rights and, you know, I'm taking a risk even saying the word Olympic. Oh, you know, it's, the be... copyright is so heavy right. around this event. Well, you should say it in Australia. <laughs> you should say Olympics. Yeah, if I, I say Olympics. You're allowed yeah. to say Olympics. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to say the word out. ring, are you? Because that's out. Mm. Uh, in fact, snow is a bit questionable. <laughs> uh, you're not you allowed a... to talk about South Korea at all. <laughs> I'll give you a call. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a call. Uh, when the phone, what will the phone do when you give me a call? It'll, it'll make a sound. So you've got to be very careful. <laughs> 
Um, a, a lawyer is a great friend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Many of the sports are just normal activities translated into a world of snow and ice. So, for example, skiing is equivalent to walking or running. Uh, toboggan is equivalent to driving a car. A car with no steering wheel and no brakes, but nonetheless a car. Luge is a motorbike with no handlebars and, again, no brakes. Curling is similar to that very common activity we have, rolling a tennis ball along your kitchen floor and then quickly sweeping before it gets <laughs> to the other end. Um, we all do that, surely. Figure skating is dancing. And the biathlon, a combination of skiing and marksmanship, is like running after someone and then stopping and shooting them and then quickly running after <laughs> someone else and shooting them, etc., etc. Until you've killed lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would I be good at? I'd be very good at luge. I'm excellent at lying down. Um, <laughs> I'd like to go in the marathon luge. You, you think luge is just you and gravity? Yeah. I, I believe so, yeah. I mean, I could, I could eat a bit more, put on a bit more weight, and I'd be happy to train in that way. Um, <laughs> you know, if you come last in the luge, you're called a luger. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Also, Comedy show tonight. I also think I'd be very good at ski jumping because, again, that's just standing still, essentially, <laughs> letting the gravity do the work and then really there's nothing you can do except face the inevitable. I, I don't it think... It may be more... Comp- I don't know. No, it's not. It may be more difficult than that. I don't think so. What, yeah. the diffi- people get into difficulty when you attempt to land. <laughs> so I'd like to... <laughs> The jumping is easy. I'd like to sub someone in before the landing, though. How Maybe, are you going to do that mid-air? Well, Elon Musk, I think, is developing <laughs> something that will allow that to happen. But, but if it was Elon Musk, you'd take the leap and then you'd go off, off into space, space and, never and you'd back. never come back. You'd get in the vicinity of the <laughs> Earth again. Yeah, you, do, you do an orbit of the Earth and then, and then land. Yeah. So as long as it's a, a distance, not a time thing, you'd win. <laughs> which, which sports, Gary, are you going to... Uh... Attention. What's yeah, the well, I mean, well, it's hard. I mean, I'd be very good. I'd win gold if it was, you know, snow plow <laughs> with face plant. Yeah. I'd, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd rock there. Mm. Uh, you know, curling, um, but a variation on curling, like curling up in bed. <laughs> um, I think I'd be very good at that, you know. And Gary's going for gold here. He's been asleep for 10 hours. <laughs> the time to beat the Norway- Norwegians, 11 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> Can he do it? See, everyone would watch as, that. As long as yeah. you don't straighten out. Don't you've straight, got to yeah, remain yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. girl. That's right. Look, and he's, this is a marvellous performance. He's going to the toilet, still curled up. <laughs> Rolling Sound down. asleep. <laughs> pulling Roll. himself down the hallway. It's, it's the tenth time tonight. Not unusual at his age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's straightening out. They've gone for the protractor. <laughs> he's sleepwalking. This is a disaster. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I like, I like figure skating, but uh, I can't figure skate. So I'm thinking more like uh, finger skating. That would be very cool. Oh. You're just like, you know, two fingers on ice. Yeah. You dress them up with little smiley faces. Or, nice. Go with me, people. It's a good idea. You, you, got a, you got a tutu on that finger? I got a tutu on the finger, yeah. Or pairs. You can do pairs and when they come together, it can spell love and hate. Like Unless um, Nancy Kerrigan's style, someone <laughs> takes out one of your knuckles. <laughs> Yeah. The ABC can't finger. afford the rights for the Olympic, the Winter Olympics, but we've paid Gary Eck five cents for the rights <laughs> to televise this. Yes, Here I it come. will be the Winter Olympics, the puppet show. The puppet show, <laughs> yeah. The problem with, you know, I reckon the problem with skiing and the Winter Olympics is that for so long it was an elitist sport. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they always interviewed the, you know, the slalom 
scare afterwards. It's like, you know, I had a great time. And I was really, you know, going in and out. And all I could think about was my private education. And, <laughs> you know, the trust fund, you know, how much is in there. You know, I was really happy with my trust fund. And, but now we've got snowboarders and they interview them like, oh, you know, I was really gnarly. You know, yeah. Yeah, all I could think about was, you know, having a bong when I finished. And, you know, it's like just totally destroys yeah. it. So. Well, there was that really interesting case when the snowboarder got busted for smoking drugs. Yeah, Remember yeah. a few years ago and they couldn't work out if it enhanced his performance <laughs> or negatively away. affected it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It enhanced his press conference, I think. It sure <laughs> did. But clearly you guys have never been skiing. I've Either of you. Yeah. I'm yeah. Very good no, skier. not on your face. I mean, like, on normally on skis. Have you been skiing? You, you, you can ski? I'm really, really good. She's, uh, flying, out. She's <laughs> flying out tonight. You, you should be there soon. Yeah. So when the instructors, what they say is just follow your breasts. Is that right? Well, that's what no mine wonder me and Gary and weren't thought, very good. <laughs> and I thought, ahoy, here we go. And he was quite. If attractive. I followed mine, it would be downhill. Well, I followed mine. And I went flat in my face like pancakes. But the, my favourite sport doesn't exist anymore. Like luge, that's for Nancy's James. You know, where you lie flat on your back and you just go down as fast. They, they've cancelled one. It was called skeletal. Have you heard of it? Yes, yes. The, skeleton. the skeleton. Skeleton. Yeah. skeleton. It's still, still there, isn't it? I think it's been cancelled. And oh. all, this is where I you strap yourself. You strap yourself to a basically uh, a tea tray. To a tea tray. <laughs> you wear a helmet. You go down head first and facing the snow. And the other one is, I think it's no longer. You're not allowed to go down the hill as fast as you can. Just random speeding mm. in, as an event. You're not as, allowed to do that. This has been brought in by Gladys Berejiklian. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the problem with this, and I think you raised an interesting point, Gary, mm. is the elitism of so many yeah. of these sports, mm. not just skiing but all of them. I think you have to make your own equipment. <laughs> Don't yeah. you think that's... Yeah. Make your own toboggan. It'll be the great... Yeah. Le- my mother made my bikini when I was a child... And it was out of curtains. <laughs> and that it wasn't a positive because when I went in the water, the sea level went oh, down yeah. and, and then I went down well, as well. But it was well. absorbent. But the, yeah. <laughs> but the point is... Oh, I is, thought you were yeah. suggesting it was your ski uniform mm. and I was thinking, what a cruel, you know, yeah. thing. Well, no, then, then we ain't mu- skiing. Then her mum, yeah, then Sorry, mum, I was got a bit yeah. teary there. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, thanks for caring. But, <laughs> but don't you think we need to start bringing it back? Make your own yes. toboggans. Mm. And, of course, the thing I'm that. always saying, wild cards. Get bloody amateurs in there if for no other reason, so we can see how fast everyone else is going. Don't yeah. you think? <laughs> yeah. It was like the Jamaican bobsled, you know? Exactly. I mean, those guys, you know. Did the bikini a... still have the, have the curtain pull on it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how... Well, that was in those topless days, yeah. remember? Her, her mum improved on it and made it out of fly screens next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can laugh, but oh, it was painful. <laughs> they should do that in the cricket. Because you never know... Like, all the, they all bowl 140, 150 kilometres an hour. You don't really understand... Yeah. And they can play it. Mm. If you just had some random guy who had to go in at number yeah. four <laughs> and then they mic'd him up and he said, oh, God! You know, yeah. That would really make yeah. it. No, it's a, yeah. uh, much, much of life needs it. Master yeah. Chef so needs it. And Eddie the Eagle for every sport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That is a great idea, like randomly selected out of the the audience Mm. in the the, the crowd. Okay, 37, Jeff, F, you're up. And and you get a meat tray. Honey, hold this. (laughs) And then you can do skeletal. 
mm. on your tray. Yeah. Mm. You can do point, it on your chops. The point of comparison for every yeah. sport. You yeah. heard it here first. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> James O'Loughlin, Gretel Clean and Gary Eckert. Time's time for the Wheel of Death. Whoa. Are you ready for the Wheel of Death? Uh, when our audience came in here, our lovely audience, they threw some random topics of their own invention onto this chocolate wheel. And today's topics are Mardi Gras, Ginny, Allergy, Eggs, Comedians, Vegans, Pocket Calls, Spiders, Seniors Who Act Like Teenagers... Is that some? Is that someone sort of sharing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, cheating, hallways, blood test, botanical, double helix, and Doctor Who. James O'Loughlin, which one fills you full of fear? <laughs> well, I don't want Mardi Gras to come up because it would involve an ethical problem. In that, I have a really good joke about mm. the Mardi Gras right. that mm. usually gets a laugh. And there's an ethical problem about whether you get that opportunity, at Wheel of Death. You say it. And Tommy Dean would say that is an infraction to use a joke. You've already you've got already... an exist, a pre-existing yeah. joke. Yeah, you could, but you've you still got to get there. You could tell it to us now, and so we could then discount it when it appears. And we'll also decide yeah. if yeah, it I is could. really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the joke is that <laughs> everyone who's gay and lesbian seems to have such a great time that now that there's same-sex marriage, shouldn't there be a straight Mardi Gras? Where everyone who's heterosexual yeah. is just deemed signal for one night, can walk down, march down William Street, go to a big room in the town hall. Everyone who's, uh, everyone's allowed to just have sex with whoever they want for one night and everyone who's gay and lesbian has to stand outside and go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of yeah. a reversal. The yeah. annual Straits and Dags Mardi Gras. Very good. Uh, round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Today's topic on the wheel of death for James O'Loughlin is uh, now. That's, Mardi Gras again, isn't it? that's an ethical problem, really. I think we'll call it botanical, actually, because botanical it's stuck between them. But what's there. the other one? But it's either botanical or blood test. All right, I'll try and work a bit of blood test. Okay, because it. it was right. It's stuck. <laughs> it's stuck on the. On yeah, the no, that's all right. Oh. Um, so botanical. Botanical is obviously something that comes from uh, Joseph Banks. He was the world's first botanist. Uh, he invented the term. Uh, he was just on the Endeavour with Captain Cook and Matthew Flinders. <laughs> I'm sort of amalgamating a few things today. One of the two. Uh, Magellan was there as well. Um, and he was a bosun. Uh, now, bosun, as you know, their job is to, is to just tile the bows of the captain's, <laughs> the captain's frilly jackets and... Magellan had a particularly difficult um, bow and one day Joseph Banks said, stuff this, um, and he led a mutiny. I was going to say, how can I connect plants to the ship because there aren't any ships, there aren't any plants on the bloody ship, are there? So he led a mutiny and he ran off into the bushes, Joseph Banks, uh, and he realised that he was a vegetarian um, and he had to work out what plants he could eat. And that's how he became the world's first botanist. First time he tried something, he died. So that wasn't very <laughs> successful. Uh, second time, he died. Third time, he was found... I'm not sure what country he was in, but he was found by... This is not Matthew Flinders and his cat, because the cat had nine lives, but... No, 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 no. The cat's a... Well, the cat's a very interesting story. We'll come to the cat. Um, <laughs> Uh, he was found by some indigenous people. They quickly did a blood test of him to find out what was wrong, sucked out the poison um, and 11.1% uh, killed a cat that had 
Uh, so the cat only had eight lives remaining and transferred one of their lives to Joseph Banks. Oh, what a nice cat. It's a be- yeah, yeah. Mm. Not funny, but kind of heartwarming, right? Uh, that's when it all went wrong for Banks. Uh, he he uh, took over the tribe. He started eating whatever he wanted and killing cats whenever he ate something poisonous to re- restore him to life. And then he, um, he killed Flinders, brought in his uh, wife and pretended she was the botanist. He dressed up as Flinders. The whole thing became an absolute rort. Magellan tried to expose it, so he sent him off to South America where he was killed by um, the Terra del Fuego. Guns. Thank you. And um, before too long, the things you and I know as botanists that we've named a garden after in Sydney are actually celebrating a tale of misuse, terror, dead cats and utter deceit. So Joseph Banks, hero to some, not to me. What a bastard. Exactly. Thank God it's Friday. Does he die? Does he die? Does he live? He lives. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Don't try and make sense. Who discovered Tasmania then? Banks and his wife. Masquerading as Flinders. Dressed as Flinders. And a cat. Yeah. Called Trim. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But the, wasn't the cat used to beat convicts? I'm sure. I, there are a number yeah. of. Yeah, that's right. There are a number of. <laughs> cats were very common. They're less common now. Um, they were a wild animal in Australia that unfortunately weren't treated badly. Were pe- treated badly. Do you teach history to your kids? Like, <laughs> they must go to school and the teacher's going, yeah. Where are you learning yeah. this stuff from? <laughs> well, clearly, yeah, the teachers aren't very good because my kids are flunking, so uh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Now, scientists this week mounted a stout defence of the humble Australian fly, saying we shouldn't swap them as they provide food to birds, are good at pollinating plants and could even become a future food source. Fair enough. But if flies are useful, which of God's creations would you like to see the back of? Gretel Colleen. Look, I think if you do a bit of an analysis... The only creature that doesn't actually have a use is humans. Oh. <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> yes. I mean, the world would actually be a better place without us. So, Who's but going to swat the flies, though? Well, I think what's actually happening is we are making ourselves extinct. So, yay, team. Mm. <laughs> uh, but now, in the meantime, we have to negotiate with some slightly irritating creatures. And I think we need some sort of treaty system. Ibises, or Ibi, as I call them. <laughs> now, it's what you do, it's what happens when you have an offshore education and throw in a bit of skiing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye, darling. Bye. So, I just think they need a bath. I think if. If they were clean... The eye-by. The eye-by. I'm just... Don't you think? Some people here are going, what's an eye-by? It's an eye versus Common. Mm, Where common. are you from? Common places. Yeah. The other thing, mosquitoes. Now, this mm, is... Yeah. Well, cockroaches come out, but not when the guests are here. <laughs> don't you think? Mm. And then the final one, mosquitoes. All right, we're going to coexist. I get it. But what's with the noise? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're either here... Because they make that noise, but you can't see them. Yeah. So either make the noise mm. and be seen or shut up. <laughs> so, so not much to a, ask, is no. it? No. So, Gretel, if there's a treaty... Yeah. If there's a treaty, you'd obviously get, for example, Malcolm Turnbull with the head of the eye or the head of the yep. mosquitoes. 
and you've suggested what's in it for us. What's in it for them? You know, what are they? Go- they're going to push back and say, okay, we'll do this if you. Well, dot, like dot, dot. many treaties, yeah. uh, we would be just holding. We'd be threatening them. Oh, imposing. You sign this treaty, or we squash you. Or right. else. <laughs> right. And so the world turns. And so the world mm. turns. Mm. It's either that or Bill Gates. Is what we'll say. Yeah, because Bill right. Gates is campaigning yeah, against the mosquito. Yeah. Yeah, he's spending all, every I time. Every time you log on to Microsoft, you're basically killing a mosquito. I thought that was just mosquitoes with malaria. Yeah, well, yeah, but they all have. Oh, really? <laughs> I think that's mosquitoist. Mosquitoist. Mosquitoists and high buys. Uh, Gary, yeah. what, 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 what animal is really? What, which of God's creatures oh, are you going to do away with? Um, God's well, creatures. God's, God's, creatures. God's, God's, God's creatures. Well, um, well, I don't. I don't mind the fly, first of all. I've got oh, nothing against the fly. So nice. yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they only live for 24 hours. Mm. So it's not like they're living it up. Right? But what a 24 what hours. What a 24 eh? hours. <laughs> 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 Rubbish and poo. And, oh, my God. Have I mean, you ever swallowed one? It's pretty oh, like, horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, terrible. But, you know, they taste good. <laughs> but, no, but tw- I mean, 24 hours. I mean, imagine being born at 6 a.m. and then by 6 p.m. having a midlife crisis. <laughs> Like, going, oh, my God, what is my life coming to? <laughs> and then at 10 p.m. going, I'm a bit tired. Well, don't go to bed. I'm going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Just whinging on my kids and maggots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what is my life? Oh, I'm going I'm to run into this window. Ah. <laughs> uh, mosqui- I, I have mosquitoes as well. I hate that. You know, and I, 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 I don't know why they're on this earth whether they're here just to really annoy us as you're drifting off to sleep. And they know, they wait till you're mm. just you're about to hit that. Sneaky. And that little, and then... <laughs> and then you're slapping yourself for half an hour and then you're <laughs> trying to kill it. And then eventually, oh, I've got to get up and I've got to kill it. I'm going to hunt this. I'm going to hunt it. Like, you mm. don't yeah. go to kill it. You yeah. hunt it down. And, it's, it's, and then you turn the light on, you spot it right up in the corner in the ceiling because it's on the ceiling now, you can't reach it, so you've got to throw your shoes and your thongs. I wonder if it might help us if we actually think of mosquitoes as nature's very first stand-up comics. <laughs> you know, that they're, they're just teasing us. Mm. Oh, that they're not actually aggressive, they're just yeah. having a bit of a giggle. Yeah. Yeah. He's asleep, he's asleep. Mm. Oh, funny thing happened all around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's funny, it's only, you know, it's the female that makes that... that Whiny noise, did you know? And that? Is that right? Yeah. And no, I mean, I can't. Oh, right, right, yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> what is this? Hashtag Me Too Mosquito. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you a mosquito sexer? No, it is true. If there are any scientists, they can ring up and. and, and yeah. so, really? Gretel, you know if that analogy you suggested, mosquitoes are like stand up comedy. Yep. So if one gets hit, like, whack! Tough crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, of, which of these creatures do, are you willing to do away with, James? Well, it's just a bit of an anomaly in what the scientists uh. have said. They've said we shouldn't kill flies, but we should consider eating them. Does that mean well, we're they say they're to... a possible future food source. Should we eat them alive? Is that what they're suggesting? Or we should wait till they die of old age uh, and then eat them? But don't don't kill them. You know, my initial thought was spiders. You I can don't... have one of those, you know, those Vegemite. You used to have those uh, uh, vital wheats with the Vegemite in between. Yes, mm. you know? worms. Yeah, worms. We could just mm. use flies instead. Yeah. Fine. Well, yeah. We, yeah, we could. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice idea. Run with it. See how you go. Talk to Musk. Um, he might. Uh, uh, but, but I initially thought of spiders because I hate spiders. I'm very scared of them. But then I thought, okay, I could kill all the spiders, you know, uh, get rid of that of God's creed. But whose problem is it? Is it their No, it's my problem. 
If I wasn't scared of spiders, I'd be so like scared of something else, like door handles or the Winter Olympics or something. <laughs> so it's 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 a if you know get rid of them because I'm scared of them. It's like we should. Get no, we're right to be scared of spiders, aren't we? They, well, they're, yes, they're, sir. They're, they're but deadly. I'm scared of any. No, they're, they're tw- twenty of the of the twenty most deadly snakes in no. the world. Uh, Eighteen of them are Australian. But I don't think yeah. very similar good. to spiders. Yeah, yeah. Richard, well, that's helping with my fear because you're scared of IKEA. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> with good reason. <laughs> but the thing is, Richard, if you're saying, "Oh, what animals would you get rid of because you're scared of them?" What if someone's scared of you? Yeah, get rid of me. Yeah. You'll be in the biathlon. Conundrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be the target yeah. in the biathlon. <laughs> it's a contribution. Uh, well, who are the winners and losers of this week, James? Uh, the winners and losers. The loser. Well, let's go back to the Winter Olympics. Uh, <laughs> those who are going to come a narrow fourth because oh. they get nothing and no one cares and no one wants them to speak at their conference. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you come third, even by that, you can be introduced for the rest of your life as an Olympic medal winner. Oh, wow, what sort of medal was it? It doesn't matter! <laughs> and yet the difference between three and four is like a millisecond. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And also, and what, was that the Winter Olympics? It doesn't matter! <laughs> it was the Olympics and I got a, I got a medal. And look, I'm not, and of course you get no ads if you come forth. And I'm not saying, I'm not cynical enough to say it's all about getting a health insurance ad when you get back. But in this day <laughs> and age, it's not all not about getting a health insurance ad when you get back. So if you get a bronze, you'll get a health insurance ad. And Do you think that when they're training for this, when they're doing those long hours, 10-hour days, training, <laughs> yes. training, they're just thinking, HCF, yes. HCF. Yes. <laughs> I could be their spokesperson. Yeah. Yes. I know what yes. you mean, though. You can't say, you know, eat your wheat bix kids, and you too can come fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, right. not the right message. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, keep yeah. going. Uh, winners, losers, do we do the we? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, winners, well, so the losers are those who just came fourth yeah. and the winners are those who just narrowly oh, came so. third. <laughs> Gary Eck, winners and losers. Yeah, look, the winner, I got a text. Uh, actually, I was thinking about this and I got a text on my phone saying that my local video store after 35 years is closing down. Oh. No. And it's hung in there. Like, it's just hung in there. It started off like a big store and then it got like... Half a store, mm. and it just insists. It just still insisted that everyone had a DVD player, right? It just refused yeah. to accept it didn't, and now it's like officially closing down. And I kind of feel sad, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad because I have a hundred dollars in late fees. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder why uh, they're shutting down, Gaz. <laughs> so does that make you the winner? No, so and no, that's the. Well, that's aren't a, you a little bit nostalgic about those days oh, where a group, group of friends would go or a family would go to the video store mm. and you'd all. Uh, John Birmingham wrote about this this week, yeah. and you all fan out to different parts yeah, of the store, right. and everyone would come back with come their back, with their offerings, fight. have a fight, yeah. exactly. But his point was that in that fight, in that discussion about what to watch and what would suit everybody, this is better than this current mm. world where everyone's off on their separate screens. Oh. It's so right, and they, you know they're always very apologetic if your film wasn't there. They have a little tag saying, "Sorry, I'm out." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. I was actually in a film called You Can't Stop the Murders, which no one saw. And it had, it had a, yeah, you saw it. It had a tag saying, Sorry, I'm in. And the loser, this is a great story. It was in America, only in America, but that uh, the woman whose mother was missing. Uh, sorry, the mother, sorry, the mother whose daughter was missing after seven days, right? She hadn't heard yes. from her, her work hadn't heard from her. So she, she, they called the police, and the police ran a, a story in the local county paper. Have you seen this? This girl, this woman, and someone rings up and goes, Yeah, turn your TV on. She's on The Bachelor. She's like, <laughs> 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 She's and lose. Okay, I think my. Well, you probably discussed this during the week, Richard, also in America, that woman who won lot, the lottery, $560 million. 
but she won't give her name because she wants to remain anonymous. And, anonymous. and part of the deal yeah. is if to receive the money, you have to give your name. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. down in Melbourne, there's a $56 million one. And who has thought, and no one's claimed it. Who hasn't mm. thought, maybe I did buy a ticket. Mm. Maybe I did buy yeah, one down in Melbourne, even though I haven't been to Melbourne <laughs> and I've never bought a ticket. <laughs> maybe they won the other one. They think, oh, I've got that 560. <laughs> 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 I couldn't have bothered getting that 56, <laughs> Yeah, but she's going to lose it all. That's probably the answer. Please thank James O'Loughlin, Gretel Clean, and Gary Eck. <laughs> Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, Tommy Dean, Subby Valentine and Jennifer Wong. Music from Opera Australia's Alexander Lewis. Until next time, I'm Richard Gobber, and thank God it's Friday! Yeah!